Welcome back to the Dungeon Master's Block, the place where we come to talk about the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game. I'm DM Neil, aka Jote Moniac, and today we have a crossover episode with Detentions and Dragons, because today we have Cade Wells and Shelly Mazanoble talking about some of the new tools that they have for educational purposes, but the reason we're doing a crossover is because it benefits everybody in terms of introducing D&D not only to new players, but possibly players of a younger age. And those resources are there and freely available in most ways. But before we do that, it's been far too long since we have read an iTunes review. Mainly because iTunes constantly... It's not iTunes review, but technically it was an Apple review, but now it's Apple podcast. This is why it's hard. People change things, but today we have one from DM Lost Boy entitled, This Pod Took the Top Spot, Now What? And I will regale you with this tale that is this review. Settling into my creaky computer chair, I plugged in the old iPhone and hit play, only to be made gut-wrenchingly aware that I had somehow reached the end. I'm caught up? How? Could the past few weeks of slipping into this comfortable, familiar banter in my free time, be it driving, breaks at work, or even the wee hours of the morning, have possibly brought me to this terrible but inevitable conclusion? And then the true horror of the situation hits me. What do I do now? Hint, I come to rate your podcast so that others may taste in its glory. Come, friends, listen, that we may all learn. There you are. So thank you, DM Lost Boy, for finding the end and hopefully still being there and being able to hear us read this review. But with that out of the way, there's only one thing left to do. So let's head to the meat. I'm starving. We ain't had nothing but maggoty bread for three stinking days. Why can't we have some meats? Looks like meat back on the menu, boys. <laughs> So today on the meet, we have a very full house. I felt somewhat unqualified, so I decided to bring on two other people from the network, Matt and Josh from Detentions and Dragons, to help out because today we have Cade Wells, who is an impassioned educator, as well as Shelly Mazanoble. If you don't know that name, shame on you, co-host mm. of Dragon Talk. And first off, just thank you, everyone, for filling up my Zoom meeting with beautiful faces. Yay! This might be my favorite Zoom meeting I've ever been in. I will second that. You know, oh, then maybe we should just now. end it now. I don't okay. want you to be disappointed. No, I want no, I want to live here forever. We're, we all have infinite time, right? Yes. I mean, I'm good for like six hours. <laughs> Thanks for coming on to the Dungeon Masters block. No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> to, today we... As you heard in the intro, but we're going to be talking about some of the educational material. And one of the things that I thought would be extremely beneficial for our listeners and in general is this is an introduction to D&D. And I know as a family friendly podcast, and we've always been very strict about that, a lot of our listeners listened with their kids. So this could be that second piece of introduction you need to help guide you to giving D&D to as many people as possible. Um, but before we do that, um, Cade and Shelly, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves that you think the listeners might be interested in? Uh, sure. Um, I'm Cade Wells. I've uh, been using Dungeons and Dragons in classrooms for about 10 years. And um, the growth that it has created for students and the culture that it's 
starting to pervade in our district is amazing. Um, I've seen I've seen Dungeons and Dragons do just absolutely incredible, amazing things throughout my 32 years of playing the game. Um, but now as a teacher using it with kids, uh, I have never seen another tool that does as many things as the game of Dungeons and Dragons does. So I've been at this a while and um, I, I'm really, really, really liking uh, where my kids growth is going because of, of a game. Uh, and I am Shelly, and I, uh, as Neil said, I co-host the D&D podcast, Dragon Talk. I'm also senior brand manager for Dungeons & Dragons, and it is actually as cool of a job as it sounds. It is. Um, but one of the things I am so excited about, I have been trying to do this, ask Cade, for like 10 years since we first met, is is find a way to bring D&D into classrooms and because talking to people like Kate, it became very, very clear that D&D, and this is the part that we don't want the kids to know, it's a very good teaching tool. And it's a really fun Gasp. game. <laughs> it's a very fun game that you can learn a lot from. So um, it is a personal and professional passion. I have the mother of a fourth grader, and I spend a lot of time around nine-year-olds, and I... I just don't you feel like you can just spot them like, you know, like, you know what? That's a future D&D kid right there. And I just want to bring it to all of them. Such a noble goal, right? Indeed. Yeah, I think so, too. So the super fun follow up question is, is there anything that either of you are working on? And certainly, Shelly, because you are in this Zoom call that you can talk about. Because I'm sure there are many things you cannot talk about. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can I can talk about our school and library initiatives all day, every day. Um, so I will tell you about those if yes. you'd like. Perfect. Um, so this year we partnered with a wonderful company called Young Minds Inspired, and they do create um, classroom curriculum, which is a, a lot different than just creating a cool activity that kids might enjoy doing. This is actual curriculum that is rooted in standards and actually is geared towards helping kids with the social emotional with math with writing with all of the, the things that you actually want your kids to be learning in school they have created two teaching kits one for grades four through six one through grades six through eight those are available for free on the ymi website um, anyone can go and download these activities and they are really really fun um, it includes a game overview it includes um a, like a, a character overview for for kids, you know that this could be their first introduction to what D and D is. So we do have the new starter set that just came out. So the characters kind of reference the characters that are in the starter. Should you end up with the starter set, say somebody gave it to you for your birthday because your interest in D and D has now been peaked, you will be familiar with like, oh, I know what a paladin does because I learned about a paladin in my classroom, but. Uh, the, the activities aren't really meant to like teach you the rules of Dungeons and Dragons. It's an introduction to what D and D is, but it's really fun to see. Um, this, they're they're kind of mapped to get the kids into the role of dungeon master without actually realizing they are, because a lot of it is like, hey, let's create a world and then let's share your world with your classmates. Or how if you had this character, what write your backstory for this character. So it's a lot of imagination. It's a lot of sharing. It's a lot of collaboration, which I think the kids are going to get really excited about because they get to work together and they get to share each other's ideas and hear what other kids are working on and then get inspired. And um, the teachers, the kids, nobody needs to have any experience with D&D &D to 
put these activities in their classroom. Um, if you're a parent who homeschools, you can absolutely use these. If you're just a parent and you're just like, I think it'd be cool to download these activities, go for it. Um, happy to share that link with you. And um, it's also on on our website. There's a digital magazine that the kids can can flip through that gives some information about some of our cool iconic monsters, but also some of the uh, jobs that you could potentially have as you know some in the games industry. Lots of kids are really good artists. Did you know you could create really cool art for a game like Dungeons and Dragons? Lots of kids are really good writers. Did you know that you could you know develop worlds and and be a narrative designer too? So just showing them all the cool things that they can be um, that D&D can really help ignite and inspire in them. And then we have the library kits. Those are the app. They're called the after school club kits. And I can hear Chris Tulak right now saying, you always say the name wrong. It is the after school club kit. And that is a kit that we have put together that includes everything you need. If you want to start a D&D club, if you are a librarian, if you are a teacher, if you organize um, an activity for like an enrichment program, if you uh, run an after school center for kids, order up these kits and you'll have everything you need to get your kids playing D&D. It includes instructions for how to organize, how to start playing. Again, you don't need experience. We include that brand new starter set in there. There's a prelude encounter that is like a really nice get your feet wet kind of thing for D&D. Really easy to read character cards. It's enough to get them excited and hopefully taking on that role of dungeon master so you can just sit back and just watch the magic happen fantastic just awesome. super fantastic yeah and we'll have a link to all that in the show notes and like just to just to throw out the piece that i that drew me most is there's there's also a, a, a 10 page pdf or nope sorry 13 not that it matters there's a pdf in there that's called D heroes and it's one of the most interesting oh, pieces yes. because it's it's so simplistic in its design and just makes so much sense because it shows each class based on what they're wearing, which immediately means every person, every student can just see themselves in that rather than seeing even, you know, be it an elf, a uh, fearbolg or anything else, they can just see themselves because this is what the character would typically wear. Um, so that level of engagement, I think, is it's so straightforward. And I'm just like, this is amazing. Also, there's coloring pages and maybe yes. I already printed them out. Maybe I, I hope you did. I did. Did you color them, though? <laughs> no, I have children for that. Oh, OK, as long as they got color <laughs> them to work. Yeah. yeah. So you really did. You did a nice little deep dive on this yeah. micro site. So, yeah. yeah. Lots of fun activities there. So. Kate, the same question to you, though. Is there anything that you're currently working on? And of course, like I said, that you can talk about. Oh, man, what am I working on? Um, I'm working on teaching kids how to play Dungeons and Dragons really is what I'm working on. Um, it's a lot harder than it sounds, but um, a lot more fun than anybody else gets to have at work. Um, <laughs> so no, like this is like Shelly and I's uh, methodology and this is really connected. So I've looked at the curriculum that she's talking about and it's really neat. Like, okay, so as a teacher, you get fed curriculum all the time, right? And um, your district usually chooses one for you, et cetera. Um, I just felt like the, the, the little bit that I saw, cause you know, our lives are busy. Um, it, it's just really, really cool. And I thought, man, little kids are really going to eat this up. And then when I get them in middle school, they're going to be like, oh, this is going to be great. And, uh, so what I'm working on is showing kids. Okay. So this is the reality is showing a school, how many different departments Dungeons and Dragons can affect. So for instance, my kids created Hero Forge, um, 
you know, the digital model after they did their head to toe description of character, which is one of the things that they have to do when their characters meet each other. They read this head to toe description, which is a sentence variety lesson. So you're already in, plugging in standards. So then uh, they all made these Hero Forge um, PDFs and were in the process of just getting them money from, you know, parents or bake sale or whatever to take them to the uh, download the PDF and take them to the tech department to have the tech department print their 3D mini of their D&D character. And then we'll take them to art and have, you know, the art class and the kids paint them, whether it's during art class or after school, um, making miniatures in pottery class. Why didn't mm -hmm. I think of this like so many years ago? Like miniatures are tiny. They take up this much space. That's that much clay. And even if it's terrible, it takes a spot on the board. And every single school mm -hmm. has a pottery class. Every school has a pottery class that multiple times of a year. So you could literally accrue, you know, especially the monster minis that are kind of difficult to pay for or find and you i mean the large ones would be easier to sculpt than the smallest ones so i'm like it's like i'm like <laughs> palm palm plant right like oh my gosh why didn't i think about this so so long ago and so literally what i'm working on is showing how dungeons and dragons can completely rework what a school like looks like um i got an opportunity to train teachers for grad credit um my district coordinator uh over federal programs uh use the local university like they do to create a grad credit course and i got to train 11 teachers in my building how to play dungeons and dragons and all of their reflections were absolutely powerful and incredible because here you have a trained educator who doesn't know how to play this game and so they're getting it in the reverse order that i got it been playing since i was 10 so by the time i was in educator training i knew that it was the thing and so here their reflections as sort of like you know noobs was like oh my gosh like i had no idea that even such a tool could possibly exist so an answer to what i'm working on that i can talk about that's like literally what i do most of the time in the segue though we play on fridays right and all that stuff is going on but like in the meantime i feel it's important to indicate that my kids do like regular scholastic activity <laughs> for four days yeah. a week but it's all product-based learning it's all it's all since i've been playing dnd since i i was 10 everything about the world that i create for a student is game-like in some way and so they're at the very center of their learning they get to make lots of decisions they empower each other they work together it's always uh this culture of all for one one for all and um that came from dungeons and dragons from my childhood and i just think that's really really neat that's why i wanted to train teachers because i thought if i can do this with my classroom that agency could be put into any teacher that knows how to play this game because the same thing that makes a good teacher makes a good dungeon master and the inverse. First of all, absolutely love, you know, everything about this, this, you know, lesson plan. And then I, I dove into it last night and I'm, I'm just like, uh, like Neil here, I'm just like gobsmack about how well made it is. Um, little bit with me. I, I six years ago, li actually listened to dragon talk, listened to an episode. And I had just started playing D and D with Matt, and I was like, "Holy cow! I could use this at school!" And, and jumped <laughs> into it as well. You know, created a you know took five E and basically made it really simple. And at that point, I was teaching fifth graders and brought it into my English class, and they were just like, "Oh wow, this is the greatest thing ever!" And we've we've always kind of done a bit to it. And I looked at this, and I'm like, "Where was this five years ago? This is so streamlined and so smooth and so and, and lovely." And I, I, I'm absolutely loving it. Uh, my question was, uh, as as things will progress, is there a possibility that there will be like certain specific standards outside of the reading and math? Like, could we possibly see 
maybe something geared toward the sciences or the social studies that would be an official bit of content in the future? Uh, yes, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> that, I I have a lot of plans for 2023. We'll see what I can actually um, get created. But Kate, I you have talked about this. There's... Yes, we have. Um, and this these things take a long time. So and oh, if yeah. you can imagine uh, a dungeon map called, okay, so the the castle of quadratic an ancient wizard lost to time the quadratic castle so you need to know the quadratic equation everywhere you go on this place so imagine going back to the days where DD was filled with puzzles and puzzles have somewhat gone away and they're so neat but if you tie those puzzles to educational tasks within a gaming session world you all of a sudden have something incredible okay so say there's pieces of uh numbers in the skulls of a skeleton on a little piece of parchment and the skeletons come out of the coffins and you got to slay them. And on the door that you need to get through is a piece of equation of some aquatic, you know, a quadratic equation. And I'm not a math teacher, so I'm really drawing at straws here. But I want to show how like something as complex as algebra can be utilized in a dungeon. And, you know, you learn it all week long. And then here it is on Fridays. Your math teacher is so awesome. You get to play D&D in their class. Well, if we could make if we could manufacture these types of bat, I, I imagine it as a battle map with. You know, three pages like in the essentials kit where a quest is literally two to three pages, which is ideal for teachers, as I'm sure all of you know, oh, yeah. you have this sort of encounter based. And I'm, I always imagine it as episodic encounter based, right? Like it's great when a campaign is really connected and I can do that in English. But a lot of people, you know, can't pull that off in math class or social studies, et cetera, because you got to jump around. But I thought of the quadratic castle as an example, and you got to solve the puzzle to get through the door. And that could be at infinitum. You just change what you're working on and and make it interesting, right? An iron, an iron golem that has to be broken apart a piece at a time by, you know, using a symbol on on its on its um, armor, et cetera. For social studies, I've um, brainstormed a great deal about uh, time travel and plane, plane travel, where the characters can go through space and time to interact with different periods of time and different people that are in their canon for curriculum. Um, you know, if you come into the civil war, well, your magic is gone and a dude hands you, says, where's your musket? And they hand you one, you know, all those rule sets are there for Dungeons and Dragons. So that is completely, you know, it emulates reality through the numeric system of the core mechanic. And so uh, you could take characters through space and time for social studies. And one of my dreams has always been a Skyrim like school experience where the characters are the player and their their uh, curricular experience, they gain levels in, in different classes based on what they're doing in their classes, right? And so it just kind of a, a skill branch, a skill tree character evolution, if you will. And that's a long ways away from what we're talking about right now. But curriculum, I call them curriculum adventures, okay? That's what I think of them as. Uh, the weeping power of Toe on the uh, Poe on the Shadowfell where Annabelle Lee you know, there's, a, I imagine, a gray shore, you know, black onyx sand. And here's this weeping woman uh, from the top of an onyx tower. And you hear her moan and you read the poem. And so lots of ways to integrate the learning systems that we have to teach kids into a game that's already enriched with puzzles and riddles and traps and monsters and exploration. Um, I actually practiced one with harpies. I'm sorry to go on, but this one's actually important. My kids, I used harpies from from the um, oh come on Odyssey, right? That's the classic canon. And the odd the harpies had a riddle for the kids, and I sort of started to practice with this curriculum experience in an adventure. And my kids loved it more than a regular adventure. And I asked them why, and they said, "Well, it's just that extra step in our brain that like we had to answer the puzzle first, or we had to like 
know the answer to the riddle or we had to say the right part of our backstory to answer the question. And so they actually, the kids themselves through their own voice said that they appreciated the extra work that their mind had to do because it went beyond like how more, how powerful I can be as an attacker or how great I can solve, you know, uh, you know, uh, disable a trap or something like that. So it, it challenged them as a player and they saw that as very important. So curriculum adventures, that's the concept. You can imagine how much work something like that will be for however big a team Shelly can manifest. I have no idea. I ran a lesson on Thaco and all my kids failed the test. And I got <laughs> no one knows how to get oh, zero. Okay. That's, that's really cool. That's really cool how the kids like responded that, that, that they, they acknowledged their buy-in with that. I think that's amazing. You know, it, it, was, it was made important. So yep. I think cool. it, like in, in a lot of ways, like it, it uses D&D to be a really interesting common denominator between the instructor and the, and the kids, because like sometimes that se- separation certainly happens. But I no think about, separation. well, yeah, and once you're there, like you're all in D&D together. Like it's just beautiful because I think about the moments like li- this is literally college. Like I, you know, I was in college for a while, um, <laughs> but the, the things that stand out are the moments where literally I had a science teacher run into a wall in front of a whole classroom of college students and then immediately turned to them and asked, did I run into the wall or did the wall run into me? Equal and opposite reactions. And you know what I remember? All of that forever. I will forever remember that because this guy literally walked into a wall. And like I said, it's just, it's putting a lot aside because then you're all, you're, you're there together. It's really, it's a bonding moment. I mean, I mean, that's what D and D has always been. What you're tiptoeing around there is called experiential learning and the impact of psychology, of course, is the in the experience. And if you can remember the experience, you remember all the learning that came with it. And Dungeons and Dragons literally does that every time the kids play. It's so cool. Well, and I think I think that I really like about these lesson plans that have been provided by Dungeons and Dragons Wizards of the Coast is that Dungeons and Dragons is a super fantastic game and for me, I mainly approach D&D from the extracurricular level. So I'm having these students come into my classroom and you are getting all variety of students. You're getting the juniors and the seniors. You're getting these freshmen and it's like some of them are swim team members and they play football. And then you get these kids who they've never participated in like a club ever. And they're like, oh yeah, this is the first club I've been a part of. So it's really cool how number one, just like D&D as a game can kind of promote this social emotional learning, which seems like is a huge portion of this push with the D&D curriculum. And, but I think another thing that really kind of makes uh, a lot of teachers hesitant to D&D in the classroom is the intentionality and the purpose of it. The game is fun, but can it also be an experience can they learn something from it and i think that um both of these curriculums the fourth grade through sixth grade and the sixth grade through eighth grade really are this introduction like yes dnd can facilitate this type of learning and it could be something that you know kids can get excited about and they can learn these skills connected to these different science standards so i think that's really cool about that now um, i'm not sure if this would be a better uh, question for shelly or for Cade. so i go to this website and i download this all like all this curriculum and i'm a new teacher or i'm new to dnd like what is the way that you see like that teacher first introduce this curriculum into their classroom Oh, okay. So 
I will only pretend that I know what actually happens in classrooms. Mm -hmm. Um, But the goal really was to design it. So assuming that a lot of the teachers and educators out there don't have D&D experience. Uh, sure. A lot of them do. We know a lot of you are out there and that is wonderful. But we wanted to design it for the person who is like, I've heard of this. I maybe they attended one of our International Literacy Association webinars that Cade stars in. And they were so moved by what Cade has said about and seeing the chart of his students growth that they're like, I'm ready to try. But um, it's a it's a very simple instructions that just gives you everything you need to know. Here's how to to lay it out in the classroom and a game overview that is, you know, written with very basic terms. Again, this isn't meant to give you like, here's the rules. Here's how you do an ability check. You don't have to know any of that stuff. It is just very, very light touch, general information about D&D. These are the things that Dungeons and Dragons can and will teach your kids. Here's how to get them excited about learning these things. And I only can assume that when how I don't know how activities get spread out if the teacher is like every day this week we're gonna drop some D and D into the classroom or if it's one day I don't actually know like logistically how they're going to implement the worksheets but I just know the intention behind them was to give them a very turnkey educational experience for teachers cool. and for the students and I will say if you're a parent and you have a kid in one of these grades and you really think your teacher should you know, maybe use these teaching kits in the class. Work on your pitch. Um, don't do it the way I did it on curriculum <laughs> night when I cornered my son's fourth grade teacher. And I was like, do you know about Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> Let me tell you all about it. <laughs> um, I have to work on that. My my enthusiasm gets the best of me sometimes. Me but. too, me too. <laughs> it's just a little bit of refining. You know, this was your first workshop, but, you know, they'll get into another grade and then I you get know. another chance. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. I've noticed about the curriculum, guys, is that it's, it's you know, created by a third party that makes curriculum, right? And so... Yeah giving it to a teacher there is all the great little this you know it's amazing it's laid out in the same way that the player's handbook is laid out with nice little sidebars and charts and graphs and little instructions to tell you exactly what to do so i don't i don't have uh any feeling that teachers are going to have anything but you know an easy time approaching it we have to deal with lots of hard stuff as you guys know right <laughs> so like oh, yeah. i mean if you oh we got to figure out what sequence if they want to do it they're going to figure it out that's just yeah. like i answer that question all the time you know people all over the place how did you get it started how do you do it in your room how much stuff do you need it's like well dude if you're a role player and you don't know how to figure it out you're probably not going to right like you are going to have yeah, to go no. through the, the rogue disabling a trap process in order to get dnd in your room and i'm happy to help but literally it just takes that that passion and drive and so um these things that wizards has made recently for classrooms i mean they're amazing they look they look beautiful i love the new starter kit shelly by the way awesome um, i got kids already interested in running it and um I, I like the the dead dragon island is super duper cool. Um, Stormwreck yeah. Isle, don't call it dead dragon island. Dead dragon island. <laughs> well, I got you know I got to keep I got to compartmentalize a little bit, sis. <laughs> called dead dragon island. It's not. Sure. I love the kobolds, and most of them were alive. <laughs> yeah, right. you know they're so yeah. cute. They're adorable. They are. Those are was... those were cool character builds. They were. They're neat. Yep. Yep. One thing about about students is that if it's small and it's cute and you can put it in your pocket, they will absolutely love it. And it could even try to kill them. They're going to make it a pet. pet so cobalt. I thought it was a very cool yeah. addition there. 
Yeah, I'm running a game after school with a bunch of new students, probably about 10 ninth graders help me. But anyway, they kind of need a little DM like proxy in the game to kind of give them hints sometimes of like, okay, you can go to the next room now because they just keep looking at walls and stuff. And their DM proxy is a turtle and his name is Ravioli and it is the best thing I've ever created. So they love them. They love them. It's so silly, but they just absolutely love the silliness behind it. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that like really helps the material go a long way is that you're not you're not having to do quite the same fight you probably were 10 years ago. Let's be honest with each other. The fact of the matter that you could easily point to this type of curriculum and point to the fact that it's done by Young Minds Inspired as well as official from Dungeons and Dragons goes a long way instead of instead of cornering someone's teacher and, and throwing a lot of books at them. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, there's a lot of way, there's a lot of ways to get this done. But the other thing that I think is really interesting for anyone across the board is that this does an interesting way to look at a session zero from my perspective because i'm not because just just so we're clear i'm not the person that's going to go put this and implement this into a classroom so i'm trying to find the intrinsic benefit that i can from everything because that's just how i operate but the idea that like this does a really good introduction for someone that doesn't know DD at all and shows you what it could be so you introducing it to any set of kids that are in this general age range this does a really good job of showcasing that and i think it also does a really good job of showing what collaborative play looks like yeah because it is implementing a lot of different options and kind of showing those options to everybody at the same time and i just think it's a really interesting thing that i don't know how you i mean i want to look into the future to see the kids that get introduced through this because then like that's their mode of play it's like i'm not trying to i mean hey i i know when i i know when i came up where i'm just like i'm gonna get a plus 30 by hook or by crook and it's gonna be amazing but the idea that like a lot of kids could come up with the idea that like their first introduction is truly collaborative play and what that looks like long term for the hobby is is really exciting yeah and i I think that's what's very exciting to the kids also, because that's kind of a unique selling point is when I teach kids how to play, the first thing I say is you're not playing against each other. You're playing together. We're, mm-hmm. we're all together trying to accomplish a common goal. And I see them just go, oh, mm-hmm. oh, OK, that's pretty cool. This is this is. Yeah, I, I can I can do this. I can support this. So, yeah, I think that's. I, I love the idea of kids being introduced to D&D in fourth grade by their teacher or by their librarian. I don't know when I know when Kate started playing, but I don't know when you all started playing. But can you imagine D&D, a D&D club in your school and it's cool and kids want to join it? <laughs> How awesome is that? I have like 20, 20 signups right now. And my middle school is like, I don't know, 700 students. So oh, wow. it's, a, it's a pretty decent percentage. And I, it's always a harvest for dungeon masters. You know, you're like, uh, okay, so I gotta, I gotta find kids, you know? So I'm, I'm probably going to access the high school and have kids that have left me. Now they're making mm-hmm. my wife just actually got home from D and D club at the high school that oh, is wow. you know, cool. filtering the kids that have gone from my middle school into the high school and have of course grabbed everybody else that, you know, is privy. So like, in my district, I've been able to show, and I hope this is relevant, but in my district, I've been able to show how one person, which would be myself, can like really change the culture of a place, right? Like if this is really starting to really take and like it always helps the kids that need it the most. That's one of the things that I can always say about D&D is it literally always seems to find the kids that really need it 
And mm-hmm. I think maybe yeah. it's the kids that need it to find it, right? Maybe that's the way yeah. that it is. And yet I like the idea of I'm going to teach every kid that I have going through my room that this game, A, created every game that they've ever played in some way or another, right? If you're leveling up and you're attaining equipment, Dungeons and Dragons made that. You know, then they learn how a database system of game works along with the literacy skills and the socio-emotional learning, all things that come with it. It's like, no, this is like really, really valuable. Like this isn't just like, oh, I played it and I loved it for 30 years of my life. It's like as an educator, this became a root cause for me where I realized that there was something absolutely magical and powerful in this game that nothing else could really provide. And so, um, you know, now now being able to plug that into a district and having to fight all the fights and have all the conversations and now it's accepted and and celebrated even it's celebrated. I'm watching how this wildfire is taking over. And now, you know, pretty soon it's going to be tech print minis and we're making minis out of, you know, out of the battery department. And, you know, this, this, I've thought we've have, we have five foot squares uh, for our tiles in our, in our building. Okay. So oh, like wow. literally our tiles are no, five foot That's squares. very convenient. Oh man. So the whole lunchroom is five foot squares. I'm like, Hmm, just like oh, you know, some weird testing awesome. day. Yeah. Just you bring your character sheet with you and we can use die rollers on a, on an, on an app, right. To make it kind of, you know, fluid or whatever. And it, that stuff's crossing my mind. But yeah, it's just been so, so, such an amazing journey working with Shelly and, and all the trials and tribulations and, and traveling has been cool. Amazing to see kids grow. Yeah. Well, Cade's been at this a really long time. Like he's 10 years, he's been and probably longer, but really putting this into practice. So it's say, very and- exciting to be able to partner with him on a lot of this. One of the cool things that came of all that was uh, the last three years, they tracked my students from entering my room to leaving my room and their test growth doubled every time they took a test. Oh, wow. Doubled. Like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. The, That's the awesome. Dude. <laughs> yeah. That's significant. Mic drop. Just, yeah. Well, and Kate, uh, like, as you said, like every, every, uh, they track your students, you know, test scores doubled. That, if anything, look how much like the the culture of D and D and just that particular like positive, you know, social emotional growth within a classroom really affects the overall outcome of all academic growth, all student growth. I mean, it's it's amazing. It absolutely does. I had a little girl. I had a little girl the other day say, "Mr. Wells, this is the most amazing room of respect and rapport that I've ever been in in my life." Right there. And, I mean, like she, they, they, and they all just sighed with agreement. They're like, yeah. And it, like, I, guys, I could ask them to do anything. Like, think of the worst learning task you could imagine at this point now in the first, like, what we're at six weeks in of school or something like that. The, the love that we all just share in this room, because ultimately the room is a gaming environment. Okay. When you come to brass tacks, like, they know that there's work to be done and there always will be, but like playing D and D ultimately is work, right? Like, it is work. Mm-hmm. Like, it your is. Your brain's moving. And so Your collaborative this, storytelling, it's, it's hard. So anyway, yeah. they, they emulated that this is like the greatest environment. And a lot of that comes from, you know, 30 years of playing D and D I'm sorry. I get so excited. No, please don't be sorry. Oh, no. get out of here. That, that's they, awesome. I mean, it just takes over, you know, too many fights. There's been too many fights is one of the reasons I get hot is because like, I've had to talk to every kind of person you never wanted to talk to about <laughs> why you want to do this in your classroom. You understand? Yeah. And so hey, you else. know what? Uh, like uh, passion, there's not enough of it out there. So like, Thanks. break that fire everywhere you go. Like, that's it. so important. Appreciate it. Now, maybe a little bit of a pivot. So we know that there's a bunch of resources, like downloadable resources available. 
uh, on the uh, D&D website, are there any more, like, are there videos? Are there any other documents or things that could be helpful for either teachers looking to learn how to play D&D or parents looking to, like, utilize some of these intro materials? Yes. Yes, there is. And so I did mention the International Literacy Association. Um, we did partner with them because it's important to share the good word of Dungeons and Dragons. And they're a wonderful organization filled with obviously educators like yourselves. Um, and they get it. They totally get it. And as we are discovering, many of the people who are helping us behind the scenes put on these panels are like, I also really love Dungeons and Dragons. I've sure. been playing mm -hmm. it for years. I'm like, of course you are. Um, but we have done, we have, you know, pulled together obviously Cade, but also some other researchers and educators and librarians from all around the world now. We want yeah. our panel coming up in October. We officially have a wonderful educator from Australia. Um, but we did a panel on uh building the emotional literacy with Dungeons and Dragons how to level up reluctant readers with Dungeons and Dragons. And our next one is how to um, use D&D to scaffold writing instruction. And I'm telling you, like these panels, I just put turn off the camera, put it on mute. And I'm just like mesmerized by hearing these amazing people sharing their enthusiasm, their passion, their experiences. And they're talking about our little game and how and the the amazing impacts that they're seeing with these kids. And like that just fires me up i am this is why mm -hmm. i get out of bed every day and i can't believe how much i love kids because i was never a huge fan but middle school still scares me but i True love that. them i love the idea of bringing dungeons and dragons to the kids i know how good it is for them like i i have seen their future i work with their future i'm surrounded by their future how many stories about D, &D have you heard that begin with oh when i was a kid I learned yeah, you know, pretty they, much all of them. Mm -hmm. You'll go right back. If I ask any any of you, hey, when did you first play D&D? &D? You will go back to that moment, to that basement of the summer of 1984 or whatever. And you know what you were wearing and mm -hmm. what snacks Kenny's mom brought you so you guys could play your little dungeon game. And it just stays with you. And that's I just know that this game can so positively impact these kids and forever. For the rest of their lives, they're going to carry that with them. And especially after the last two and a half years we've had, that social emotional part is really important. I see it with my own kid, you know. Um, I had seven, I had a seventh grade cat class last year that was pretty weird uh, because they would have gone home in March of their fifth grade year. And oh, yes. Right. So fifth grade Ooh. is like that's crucial adolescence, right? Like that's pivotal stuff. And to only have one or two friends vetted for a summer. And then next year we were back in school. Thank God that was amazing for us, for our state. But they were masked. They were six feet apart. Stuff was mm -hmm. still weird. There were no activities, yeah. right? So then you're still having like a family who vets maybe two or three kids that a kid could hang out with. But you're no school dances, no games, no, you know, none of that stuff. And then I got them in seventh grade and I was like, what is <laughs> happening? Yeah. They spoke to each the other challenge. like it was through social media. That was the really weird thing was they were speaking in social media in, in terms of like, I don't care how it makes you feel because I'm not used to being in front of you. And that was a really weird, like something I never thought I would have to, you know, fix. 
You, I mean, you literally started to take the words out of my mouth. Like it's just a, it's an unfortunate natural progression that the more tech we use, that the less social interaction there is. And one of the things that I think it's lost the most is probably what you were hitting on is that conflict resolution. Um, because I mean, if I'm just if I'm just through a keyboard, I can just turn it off. I can just never open it again. Yep. I can delete you. I can do whatever I want, and then I don't have to address that. And there are points at which that's just not an option, uh, namely when you get out into the real world. But then you, you've navigated some of those, not only to figure out what the conflict is, but how to resolve that conflict with others. Not just resolve that conflict yourself, but to genuinely revolve, re resolve that conflict with the other people at the table, which I think is probably, I mean, certainly not as easy to track um uh, a measure as everything else but i think it's probably one of the the best things that can come out of teaching kids dungeons and dragons cutting i just wanted to come back to the video thing guys yeah. as hokey as they are like i film an animal animal planet style in the classroom really quick during my prep period ways that uh, teachers could get help uh integrating dungeons and dragons into their classroom i did that because i answered the same question on email mm -hmm. i'm yep. like something that i would love to do but um i i am in the in the creation process i think there's like five or six of them up and it goes through like talking with parents talking with administrators talking to resistance students uh classroom setup i have uh, an, a documentary cut from the teachers that i trained during their um uh, grad credit class that that turned out really really well that basically speaking as to why do this in class which all was designed to help teachers with the difficult conversations that I've had to have for 10 years. So I just wanted to make sure if you go to YouTube and you, and you put in Kate Wells, that's going to pop up. That's about the best I can get. Cause I'm in <laughs> construction mode. Uh, and I forgot to answer the rest <clears throat> of your question as well. Talking about videos. If anyone goes to play that is the hub for anyone new to Dungeons and Dragons. We've created a lot of video content and some fun little infographics, just knowing that some people don't enjoy just reading rule books when they learn mm -hmm. how to play something. But we've created videos that will like walk you through how to run the first encounter in the new starter set. Cool. Or how if you're a player, how do I actually prep for this thing? Or even how do I role play? What does that even mean? So there's a whole series of videos there that are a great resource for anyone who wants to learn a little bit more about what is this whole D&D thing? How do I do it? How do I get started? I've actually started showing those to my children because then I'm like, really? Oh yeah, because because sometimes we'll, we'll put something on and I'm just like, here, watch this other person say the thing that I've probably right. already Someone told you. Someone else has oh, yeah. to say it. Yeah, very true. Perfect. That's that's bringing us around to our to our general time. So I. The best question I always have is where can people go to find all the things that you two are doing? I mean, we've talked about YouTube and I'll, I'll have pretty much everything in uh, links in the show notes, of course, um, that way, if you're, like I hear on other podcasts, if you're driving, don't swerve. I'm like, who, who's <laughs> don't doing, who is doing that? They're just, you know, they're like, <laughs> you know, it sounds so important. I'm going to open YouTube right now on the highway. Um, but like I said, I'll have everything all the links in the show notes, but just to get it out there, Kate and Shelly, where can everyone find all the awesome work you're doing? Um, the awesome work that I'm doing is the cute little site called building heroes with a Z. Um, I'm basically YouTubing my advice. So if you put in building heroes with a Z into YouTube or Cade Wells, it'll pull it up relatively certain. Yeah. Building heroes has just got some resources and I'm working on making that more available for teachers. 
but uh, you know, full-time teacher, part-time wizard, uh, full-time role players, just just a lot. So yeah, Cade, YouTube Cade Wells or Building Heroes with a Z, and you'll at least find the tutorial videos that will link you back to the website. And I would recommend that you go to DungeonsAndDragons.com or just go right to PlayDnd.com for any of those resources, the Learn to Play resources. There's also a tab on PlayDnd.com that is for educators. So all of our resources are available there, or it'll link you out to where you can download those materials. The after-school club kits are are free if you qualify for a kit, meaning are you really going to start a club? Are you really a librarian? That kind of thing. Um, right now, they are only available technically in North America, but the uh, curriculum, those activity sheets, you can go to that website. Anyone can go there, download them, have fun with your kids, enjoy, uh, be inspired, and just let's teach more kids how to play Dungeons and Dragons. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. We just want to, I just personally want to thank all four of the people that came on because they did a lot of the heavy lifting because while I have worked in education for a really long time, I am not someone who is directly teaching people. So that means they did most of the work, which is always fun. It's like being a DM for the episode. But if you want to get a hold of us and tell us how you've used some of this material, how you've introduced the children you have to the game, which is by far the most awesome thing you can do, then you can always email us at dungeonmasterblock at gmail.com. Of course, if you want to head over to iTunes and leave us a review or your podcatcher of choice, you can always do that. And hopefully we will find it and be able to read it on air. And honestly, if you want to let us know that you did leave a review for us to find, you can always head over to Twitter and find us at dmblock at that's at dms underscore block. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. We have a Discord wherever you can find us and let us know, or just to find us and just let us know anything. And as always, the Dungeon Masters Block is a proud member of the Block Party Podcast Network, where you can check out other amazing shows like Detentions and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters, and more. As always, thank you for spending some time with us and listening to the Dungeon Masters Block, the place we come to talk about the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game. I'm DM Neil. Good night, good luck, and keep on Dungeon Master. It's not inspiration, it's not wisdom, and it's bad advice. If your players do a bad job, put them in detention. Oh, if only... Goodbye.